Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Church is Stupid. Come on, Part two of the week, but this is a different part of the week, and now our titles are very confusing. Um, today? Yeah. <laughs> glad you're here with us. Yeah, very glad that you could join us. Um, today, instead of looking at like a part two D- to D&D, because we've already done three sections on that, if you need more D&D, there's enough of that out there for you. Um, Today we're going to be looking at some controversial books inside of the church and different things like that. Um, so a little bit of introductions because you may not know us all by now. I am Andy. I am Ruth. I'm Elijah. And I'm Christopher. You did not go in order, Elijah. You skipped over Christopher. Christopher's you just the guest. He goes last. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Come on. You got to do main people. main people oh, right. and then... I yeah. see I was the wrong one. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to go back yeah. to my independent reading now. Okay, good. That's fine. We'll come back to you in a minute. Hey, uh, what are you reading there? Oh, this is a nice little uh, book by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce. Yes, The Great Divorce. Because believe it or not, back in the day, the day of the 80s, C.S. Lewis. 40 years ago. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Why is it so long ago? I know. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You're the worst. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. <laughs> you ruined my whole bit. I absolutely so did. <laughs> thank you for that. But believe it or not, in a much less cool voice, C.S. Lewis, I'm holding it up for all of the people who can't see me. Um, <laughs> was a controversial author. And there were a lot of Christians that called for both C.S. Lewis and Tolkien to be banned from Christians' libraries. Dun, dun, dun. And so this is my banned book of the day, C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce. What a catastrophic day for society that would have been. Banned book of the day? Yeah. How long do you think you could go uh, without repeating a book? 451 Probably days. Probably a long so time. Long. You could There's go a so really long time. I know. <laughs> It'd be great. No. I should make that an actual mission. No one, should. Nobody heard my joke. I wanna, no. Nobody cared about I your I said joke. 451. Fahrenheit oh. 451. <laughs> Aren't funny. you cultured? <laughs> so my love for banned books, I blame my darling mother. Mom, that's two weeks in a row you're getting a shout out. Love you, Mom. Whoop, whoop. Anyhow. I think it's two episodes in a row. Whatever. I knew what I meant. Anyhow, he's right. It's two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. Thank you for admitting that. And now that I have it on tape, I'm going to cut out just that section and. <laughs> what, frame repeat it on your it. wall? No, I'm going to make it my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Every, time I, <laughs> Every time I call. Every time I call. You were right. You were right. <laughs> oh, my God. You were right. I have made a grave mistake. Um, anyhow, when my mom was a kid, my her her school came out with a banned book list, and from this ban, you know, just a list of controversial books, which likely included things like Fahrenheit fifty uh, four fifty one, mm-hmm. uh, and all sorts of those. I don't remember when it was written, so I was don't know if that's actually Catholic one of them. school. No, she went to public school. Okay. And, oh wow. Okay. Um. Anyhow, so my grandmother sat my mom down. And she bought every single book that was on the list of banned books and made my mom read them. That's rad. So basically, I come from a very long line of really awesome people. Mm-hmm. And so banned books are something that really didn't exist in my house. And I can remember when the very first time that I dealt with a controversial book 
in the church or when dealing with other Christians. It was the world renowned <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes, yes, applause, applause. I see that you've <laughs> held up the fourth book while I have the first book. You asked me for the book. Well, I was. Did you do this to see, shame me? No, no, no. See, what was going to happen is I was going to start off our conversation about banned books by reading the first page or like the first section, oh. um, which would have been really cool. But then you took over with C.S. Lewis and I got lost. So, so well, it's because you know I blame Elijah. He got I me also blame track. Elijah. I'm sorry, guys. I can see, I can see. Uh, Things being drawn from Harry Potter to why that might be not welcome mm -hmm. in some Christian communities. That's fine. What I don't understand is why C.S. Lewis, because he was a, a Christian author, right? And there were a lot of Christian metaphors that he put into his novels. Yes, but C.S. Lewis was a believer in evolution. Oh. Mm -hmm. He was very prominent. In fact, one of his books, uh, he includes a quote that says, all any person who has a brain, essentially, knows that evolution is real. And if you don't believe it, you're just ridiculous. Uh, it's not an exact quote. I, I know, don't, I'm looking okay. at the exact like, quote for you. It sounds like C.S. Lewis, Don't scare though. me. Um, but he, sure he very much believed that yeah. if you were of a scientific mind, and he didn't really think there was any argument against it, and that was very unpopular. I'm sure the Christian community in the 80s took that very, very well. Well, yeah, they didn't. 40 years um, ago, again, just a reminder. Stop it. But Tolkien was controversial because a lot of his works involve fantasy and things magic. like... Well, mm. fantasy and magic. And yeah. so that, that's why Tolkien and C.S. Lewis are a part of a lot of banned books well, because they get it. And, and yeah, some of C.S. Yeah. Lewis's works, um, for instance, the one that I was just talking about, The Great Divorce, it is actually about purgatory. And that in and of itself is controversial because mm. some Christians believe in purgatory, some do not. And um, so that one's controversial. We have Chronicles of Narnia, which is a retelling of, the, of scripture through storytelling, but it also has fantasy and magic. Mm -hmm. And that any time that the world gets a little bit too close to that, it makes people uncomfortable. I mean, not to mention with, with Tolkien that he has a ridiculous, you know, and thorough... Uh, like backstory to mm -hmm. everything about Middle Earth and a lot of, a lot of like, the backstory to the creation of Middle Earth and that, that entire universe. There's like all these different kinds of like gods and dem demigods and stuff in that universe as well. That um, I'm sure a lot of people did not have a very good taking it, it's to. It's pretty obscure. In the the, the Cimmerillion is that how you pronounce it? Is it Cimmerillion? Sil there's an L in there. Silmer, I don't even, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. I can't Silmer Fudd. I'll be honest, I was looking up Anywho. different things, and I have no idea where the conversation has led to. <laughs> so are we talking about Lord of the Rings? Is that where we're at? We're, we're talking the, about C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, and I was just, mm -hmm. I was remembering that with Tolkien, not only did he just create just a fantasy world with magic, but um, that a lot of, like, the his backstory for Middle Earth involves, a, you know, different gods of that mm -hmm. universe and demigods and all these things that I'm sure a lot of people did not did not like because he was yeah. creating a world that wasn't, you know, that wasn't like ya Yahweh yeah. God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. But I think, sorry, not to bring the conversation back to this point, but I think one of We're the all more, over the place. Anyway. I know. We're, we're <laughs> jumping all over the place. But I think uh, C.S. Lewis' books of Narnia is a very interesting place to start this conversation or to continue this conversation. Because, like we said, that is a telling of 
more or less the Christ story, not it's even true. just the Christ story, yeah, um, through an aspect that appeals to more of society, and so more people are getting cultured to it. And I do know that some people don't know that it's based on some of the religious aspects, and some people harp on the fact that it is based on the religious aspects way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it is a work of fantasy, but it has those elements in it that drive you toward this Christ-like figure of Aslan. Yeah, it's 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 like a step above just a fantasy tale that's inspired mm-hmm. by, like, the Bible. It's a step above that to where you can almost argue that it's, in certain ways, almost retelling stories from it mm-hmm. in a fantasy setting, you know? So it, it is a little... I mean, it is much different than Lord of the Rings, because yeah. with Lord of the Rings and, and all that, you can draw parallels and see inspiration from, but I don't really think that you can argue too much that it's, you know, uh, that it's retelling anything directly mm-hmm. from the Bible as much, at least, at least as much as, um, yeah, like the, the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, sorry, I found the sort of quote. It says, in mere Christianity, uh, C.S. Lewis flatly affirmed, everyone now knows that man has evolved from lower types of life. So it's just a... Just stating just it like everyone knows, yeah. That is nowhere near back. the quote that you said, but no, I, at the same time, I accept it. In, in, the, in the context of it, though, in the context of his position, It's right? just that she sent me on a goose hunt for this quote about the brain of man and everyone having a brain. <laughs> if you remember, yeah, yeah, And that enough. had yeah. nothing to do with it. It did, it did not. <laughs> You're right. Basically assume that all my quotes need to be fat-checked every single time. I'm having a bit of trouble thinking of where we were. Anyhow, yeah, I'm sorry, that was a really bad interruption, but I also zoned out, much like Andy, and was looking that up and then didn't know where we were. Because you, so. you were talking about your first experience Harry Potter. And That's then, and then we kind of delved onto the track of C.S. Lewis because it's... It's a little more, a little less understandable because he's literally like a telling author. a Christian story. And so in Andy a way. had brought it back around to people saying either it's too close to scripture or it's yeah. too, too far. far. So where are we now? I think, well, that's where we were. Yeah. Um, okay. And okay. so I, yeah, I don't mind t- touching on that a little bit because we all know I like to talk. Um, yep. But yeah, no, it, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You're so dejected. It's not wrong. <laughs> um, yep. But C.S. Lewis, uh, yeah, for, for people who like a really unique, creative, interesting story, Chronicles of Narnia, probably not the right one for them because it is very steeped in, mm. in I mean, it is the story, essentially, of mm. what happens. So, so it's not necessarily the most unique. Assen- yeah, is that a fair fair thing to say? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some of his other uh, yeah. works are much more unique, like the Screw Tape Letters or the mm-hmm. Great Divorce. Um, those are very interesting and, and more unique. Um, but for other people, because they pr- most of the time, my guess is they haven't read it. The people who are super against it, because they don't see that it, you can't possibly read the Chronicles of Narnia and not see that it's pretty much one for one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the things that happen. Aslan literally goes to a stone table and gets, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, he gets sacrificed for these people. Then the stone breaks and Aslan's alive again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it's pretty paralleled. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's why I think those two things exist. 
Mm. And I think that we have an interesting part of religion that gets involved in our public schools and a lot of our different public aspects from this. And we touched a little bit on it, but the banned book, book list. But a lot of books that are banned in public schools, um, especially sometimes in the further southern areas inside the United States, and my knowledge about banned books in schools is all based in the United States, so I might be a little <laughs> biased. Um, Very true. But a lot of these books are banned for different religion reasons or that because there's a large religious group that pushes for a book to be yeah. banned. Um, certain books that I'm guessing some of us read in high school, like I know I read Kite Runner as in one mm. of those assigned books, and I don't know if you guys I didn't know that one. Uh, Scarlet um, Letters one. Yep. That one gets banned a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Trying to think of the other ones reason. now that I, I had like that, a list. Of, I had a of list ones that are banned go. or that are religious. R- religious ones that are banned that I read in high school because they were banned in other schools. Oh. I have zero experience with this subject, so I'm kind of just backing off because I don't remember anything about anything about banned books in our schools. There very well may have been. Well, but it's, it's not that the, the the books were banned in my school. It's well, I don't remember hearing anything about like any school. Like I don't remember growing up with that as any kind of. I, I didn't even know that that happened. Slaughterhouse honestly. Five, maybe. Slaughterhouse Five has a very. Um, it it could be anti-religion because it's a very, mm-hmm. and so it goes. Said Billy Pilgrim. Um, that is actually a quote <laughs> for yeah. the record, um, but. That one is very pointless. I mean, it talks about the beginning and end of the universe as if they're not, or well, the end of the universe as if it's nothing. It doesn't really talk about the beginning, but yeah. So I don't really know where I was going with this topic, but I just was on that list of religious based. Like, that it's religion pretty, pushing for banned books. Yeah, that is yeah. pretty. It's doing. pretty safe to say that maybe maybe not all, but a pretty big amount of of the influence that comes into deciding whether whether or not a book is banned is probably from some kind of religious group or influence, yeah. Yeah, and um, a funny example of that, if you guys have watched Parks and Rec, uh, when they're doing their time capsule episode, Mm -hmm. there's the one dad (laughs) who wants to put Twilight in the Mm -hmm. time capsule because he wants his... Yeah, yeah. Because he wants to, uh, you know, make his daughter proud of him or whatever. And then there's the religious figure of Parks and Rec who stands up and says, if we're putting any book in there, it's going to be the Bible. <laughs> that is somehow one of my favorite and least favorite episodes of I that show. <laughs> like, it, it hits both for me, and I don't know how. But, but the second that that person stood up, for a lot of people, I feel like there was a person who came to mind. <laughs> or at least a situation It was surprisingly that relatable. Yeah, it okay. wasn't something that... I need that to clarify this. When you say a person that came to mind, for which individual? The Twilight person? Because <laughs> yes. Or the religious person? Because also yes. Yeah. The religious person, but I guess yes, also the Twilight one. Um, but because it's a common enough occurrence mm. that people were able to look at that character and laugh because it was like, yep, it's something that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, that's why, for me, like I said, my first experience wasn't necessarily with C.S. Lewis, but it was while I was at church camp, and I was reading Harry Potter, and somebody uh, came by, he was an older kid, and he was like, you know you're going to hell if you read Harry Potter, right? And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and that was, like, the extent of the interaction, because I was, I've always been this weird. Um, 
And that was when I really found out that it was controversial. Before that, much much like Elijah, it wasn't something that I knew. Like I didn't know people would really be upset about it. I knew Harry Potter. I knew things were controversial, but I, I'm, I was talking mainly about the idea of schools banning books. Oh. That, that's something I don't know. You know, I I knew pretty early on that Harry Potter was controversial because it was controversial in our family when I was when I was young, young. Um, but no, no, I, I really never when growing up. I never really knew that schools would ban books. That's really what well. I was and why about. was it controversial? If you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing well, a was, little bit of your witchcraft. story, uh, you know, it was it was it was witchcraft. It was teaching kids to to engage in witchcraft and to normalize it. Uh, I mean, like, like I'm saying these words because you know it's I've you know obviously over the years I've rationalized you know why people thought that, but as a kid, the the only thing that I knew was that people said that it you know that it was. That there, that there was witchcraft in it, which meant that it was basically evil to indulge in. Mm-hmm. And, and reading it and enjoying the story or anything was indulging in that. And to this day, you have not seen all of the Harry Potter movies. I, I much to my sadness. Yeah. You need to try harder. I know. That's definitely not the reason why I haven't seen them now. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's not. <laughs> well, but, I mean, uh, unfortunately, but you the craze. unfortunately, not growing up with that, yeah, I mean, now it doesn't really make me that interested. And it, it's the same with things like Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon wasn't as intense, but I mean, I, I didn't grow up with Pokemon. Uh, I don't know how much of it was the same sort of Christian thing. And. Mm. I don't know how much of it was that and how much of it just wasn't, just because it wasn't there. But I mean, a lot of those things, yeah, I know I missed out on a lot of those things and I didn't get to grow up with them and I'm not really interested in them as much now. So. Don't um, worry, we'll talk about Pokemon some other time. (laughs) But in the meantime, Andy, Christopher, what about you guys? Was Harry Potter, I know you shared the story uh, about Harry Potter. Was that your first experience with that kind of a thing? Probably. Yeah, and and like I said, it, it was fine because I was you know lucky enough I think to have a mother who I like to think of it as following in in Jesus's footsteps in in a small sort of way mm-hmm. right and thinking about if I'm gonna help these people let me let me go to where they are mm-hmm. uh, and my mom going to the place uh, where my sister and I were in terms of what is interesting to us, what do we care about, what do our friends like, mm-hmm. and okay, cool. Let me let me check it out and make sure that it's safe for them. And then if it's safe for them, then they're free to explore that. That mm-hmm. also made it much easier when she said, "All right, get in the car. We're going to church. I'm not I'm not fighting that. You're cool. You're cool as heck. You let me read uh, read Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. That's fair. You know, if she had if she had taken those books away." Probably would have been some fighting there. Yeah. Right. There, there would have been a Absolutely. lot of resen- resentment. And then when she tried to uh, teach me all of the lessons that that she has that were based on Christianity, I don't think I would have listened as as well as I did. Hmm. And that's a really good point. That's a really good point because I think that we forget that uh, a lot of times. I mean, there's the joke about pastors' kids and how they turn out. <laughs> Because a lot of pastors' kids get really sheltered. And and essentially what happens is, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. And like you said, it makes them not really want to go to church or listen. And, and they act out a lot, um, in particular after they leave home and go to college or things like that. And 
I think it does lead to rebellion the more that you shelter from things that don't matter. But then it gives weight to the things like when you're, for instance, if your mom told you something else, like, uh, that was dangerous. Like, don't go skydiving right now or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of skydiving, so I can say that. I like that you included the words right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not really dangerous, I guess, but it scares me. You currently Anyhow. don't have a parachute. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, totally right. <laughs> but, like, it, it earns that trust. You know right. that that was something that was actually dangerous. And, and that's how I felt with my parents, was they weren't fear-mongering all of these things. So I knew if there was something they told me, like, we really don't don't want you doing this even if i didn't necessarily understand it was like okay i know that that they're looking out for me Hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah what about you andy where's your you read the kite runner which i don't know what that's about but what what it's actually a really interesting book and i would recommend it um good to know i like books i also yeah it's okay um (laughs) i do understand why it's banned um Mm -hmm. In particular, one scene that it describes in gruesome detail is the reason that it's mostly banned. And for the essence of sparing those who have not read it, um, it deals with a uh, a rape scene, um, mm. and this setting in Afghanistan, uh, in Kabul, Kabul. I apologize, Idris, that I can't remember how to pronounce it correctly. Um, we're both getting phone calls, aren't we? No, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I think he's enjoyed the podcast, and I don't think he'll care that I've messed up that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those books that we read collectively as a class, and um, when we got to this part, like there was discussion about like the different aspects around it, not the actual aspects of the like the actual the the rape, but um, <clears throat> like different conversations that spark from it um and again i recommend that you read the book so you have a little bit of basis for understanding mm-hmm. what i'm talking about here but not only that but it, it delves into this conversation of do you put yourself in harm's way to help out somebody else mm-hmm. um and if you guys want more explanation for what that means i'll talk to you guys after the podcast mm-hmm. but we have yeah. limited time here so yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, so then I guess I, I'm happy to move on to the other one. The the most, well, there's two, but the one that I dealt with the most in, intimately probably was the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. and that craze. And what's interesting about that in my family is that my father does not really, or at least at the time, I don't know how he feels now, but he refused to buy it or read it. And my mom read it instantly. <laughs> Again, Banned books uh, kind of run in my, my blood. But um, anyhow, I remember my older brother wanted it for Christmas. And my mom went and bought it for him because my dad wouldn't buy it. But my dad was completely okay knowing that my mom was buying it for him. Hmm. It was just that his conviction was that he did not feel like he could. Mm-hmm. And to date, I think me I, I'm pretty sure most of the people in my family have read it. I don't know if my father ever did or not. Um but it was just kind of a cool thing for me to see because I knew that he didn't necessarily agree with it, but he didn't hold anybody else back by doing that. Does that make any sense? Well I think yeah it does. I think a lot Why of do I say that like every other second? Anyhow, continue. Well I think a lot of people nowadays 
some people have a tough time uh, remembering that you can have personal uh, like, like, like morals that are like are your morals or uh, just, I mean saying like your own opinions doesn't really mean anything anymore because that phrase has been beaten to death twice now uh, talking about oh, my opinion my opinion but the the idea that like it's okay to have like personal morals that you are okay with or or not okay with in that that's that's all they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so the idea for some people, some people might be really, really surprised that like your dad wasn't okay with buying it or reading it, but he was okay with his wife buying it for his son. Mm-hmm. Some people I guarantee that's very, very shocking and surprising. Mm-hmm. It even it even it didn't surprise me in like a like what kind of way, but it was a little different than what I, um, or something. It w- I wasn't really expecting that because sometimes I think it's easy to forget that um, your personal opinions on things and your personal whatever compass or morals, whatever you want to call it, doesn't always have to really, you know, affect other people. And you don't have mm. to always, like, kind of like you were saying earlier in a different context, but applying to this. You don't have to hold people to those standards or hold them accountable to your mm-hmm. personal beliefs in every <laughs> in every case, you know. And I think uh, maybe to help close things up, I don't know if it's I won't make it the final final statement, but I mean this whole series has been on you know like Christianity and and media and in pop culture and some of the history of, of some of the movements against a lot of things in popular mm-hmm. culture, um, and. I think a lot, a lot of this history and stuff is very, very deep and way more intricate than one might think. But mm-hmm. I think you can boil down a lot of it down to the idea that uh, a lot of people forget that you don't, you not only do you not have to, but in most cases you actually shouldn't, in my opinion, uh, hold everybody else up to the standard that you necessarily like believe in. And hold everybody accountable in the way that you hold yourself accountable in, like on a personal level, you know. Um, because even though you know we've been joking about, we've been making fun of in certain ways, you know, people who who might be like burning D and D manuals or certain things like that. But we try to bring it around to, to, to the idea that as, as funny as it might seem to us, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to that. A lot of it really does come down to people's personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. And if someone really does truly believe that anything they have, whether it be something completely unrelated to like Dungeons and Dragons or, or, or something magical or, or whatever, um, or something like that, like if someone really does believe that it is causing problems in their personal life with their personal relationship with God and they choose to get rid of that thing, who are we to really tell them how stupid that is? Just like mm-hmm. who are we to tell them that keeping that that manual or that thing is also stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of, you know, we'll joke about it because the intensity of the, the movement against it back then, uh, I think we can kind of objectively say was way over the top and crazy, and a lot of people did it out of fear, you know? Um, that's That's sort of my closing thought on everything, which I know wasn't necessarily... A single closing thought, but the the idea that uh, it's okay to have personal 
like a personal moral compass or personal beliefs about very specific things. And it's okay to believe that maybe some people, maybe almost wishing or thinking that your personal belief would be good for everyone while, while still understanding that you don't and you shouldn't try to hold everyone up to that standard or whatever your belief is. And, and I'll know. go back to what Christopher said and say that was a great witness. That was a great witness for us. I know that I, mm. I respected both my dad and my mom so mm. much yeah. coming out of that situation. Mm. Beca- and, and there was no part of me that thought, geez, dad, you didn't, you didn't want to read this book. It was like, wow, how amazing and how strong must your faith be in, in God and your trust in your wife and your son that you're willing to say, no, I trust you guys with this and to not hold them yeah. to that. It, it was just so, again, it leads to that trust. Mm-hmm. I trust my father and my mother very much in that way. And so I wanted to just bring it oh, back yeah. to that and, and to, to how that really is an effective witness of Christ. You know, We're not just talking about things uh, on this podcast that make us upset <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time, but mm-hmm. we're talking about sort of the reason why they make us upset. And I think hmm. for me, the core of that comes from by just going out and blankly saying everything sucks, <laughs> what you're doing is you're effectively killing what could be such a great witness. Mm-hmm. And that that's the core of, I think, where a lot of the times I, I start to look and say, okay, church is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the comma but always comes from thinking about things that my parents did or other great mm-hmm. spiritual mentors that I've had. Yeah, um, And that that's that's the church Christ wants is a church where where we are witnesses mm-hmm. for, yeah. for him and sadly we are running out of time but I want to invite anybody who's listened paid attention this long continue the conversation online leave mm-hmm. us a comment down in the YouTube um, <laughs> down in the YouTube I assume that's where you're watching it because <laughs> we're trying but uh, <laughs> we suck at getting this in other places um, go to our Facebook page uh, Instagram Twitter like comment, subscribe, all of that information. But most importantly, tell us what you think. What do you think about the Harry Potter books? What do you think about uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Da Vinci Code, any of those books, the banned books? What are other ones you experienced? Yeah, Mm -hmm. do you have your own experience with a banned book? We want to know. We want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, I'd be very interested to see other people's experiences with that as well. Because I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of unique experiences with that. And on that note, from all of us here at Church is Stupid. Comma but. Goodbye. From Ruth. Andy. Elijah. And Christopher. Have a good night.